Father God, I just thank you. I give you praise and glory and honor for just your goodness, for everything that has gone forward in this service thus far, for every testimony, for every blessing, for every goodness. Oh God, we just thank you for those things. God, I thank you that even as I go before you, oh God, and share the word that that you have given me, God, I just pray that you touch the minds and the hearts and the ears of each person under the sound of my voice, God, let let me, I decrease, oh God, that you may increase in me, oh God, and just that the words that come forth, oh God, that they would just encourage, oh God, that they would help and they would guide each and every person. Lord, it's not about me, oh God, but it's about you. And I thank you that even as I speak, I will continue to learn and continue to grow from the words that are coming forth from my mouth. Lord, I just thank you and give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the the scriptures, I only have two. The more I think about it, the more I just say to myself, um, it just feels like it needs to be, everything needs to be simple. Um, and, and so I... I was actually listening to a preacher um, this past week. It, it took me a couple of days going back and forth to work of listening and it was a good message, but I realized it was like an hour, 15, hour and a half long. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's long. And it's, it's, I've had my days of teaching for a very long time. But when I think about the word of God, I think about the fact that it's supposed to be simple, like you should be able to get it in just a couple of nuggets, because the thing is that with so much going on in our lives, it's so difficult sometimes to keep a lot of stuff in our head because we're just juggling so much. And as much as we say, only one thing is needful and we need to sit down and like be quiet and, you know, um, and just don't be like Martha, be more like Mary. We say that all the time, but the reality is that the, the cares of life are just there. It's not much you can do about them. And so sometimes, you know, you do have so much in your head that it's hard to hold on to those nuggets. And so the way that in order to do it is just to keep it simple. And so I was praying this morning and I was like, well, God, how do I say, what do I say? Um, and, and then it just kind of came to me just like, boom, just Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so in the way that the Lord gives it to me, I, I aim to give it to you. And so the scriptures that I'm going to come from today um, will be Hebrews uh, chapter four, and verse 12. Again, these are it's nothing new. Um, and that's in the voice version that we read out of. It's on page 1485, but I'm going to read it also out of the Amplified the classic version. So Hebrews four and 12, maybe even 13, um, page 1485. And then the second scripture um, that I'm going to read is Matthew chapter four, verses 23 and 24, I believe. And in the voice version that we use, that's page 1155. So Matthew 4, 23 and 24, um, page 1155. And I'm more than likely going to read that out of maybe Amplified Classic, but also um, the Message Bible is really where I want to take that particular scripture from. There are a couple of other scriptures that are that were in my mind. I don't think I'm going to um, bring those out today, but if so, of course, I'll, I'll quote those uh, chapters and verses and every books for you. Um, but if I have a topic for today, um, I'm, I'm going to use the topic of getting to the root. And um, you know, we have been coming, we've been coming out of the book by Pat Robertson um, on the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're, we're at the end of the series. I think we just have one more message next Sunday to finish up the book there. Um, but I am today summarizing chapters 25 and chapters 26. And as I read those, I thought to myself, like, I don't think I got much to work from. <laughs> 
for the from these ones. They were more of just uh, stories about Pat Robertson's experience of the Holy Spirit guiding him through certain situations in his life. And so as I was reading the stories, um, there was one of them that really stuck out to me. And I felt like, okay, you know what? I think there are some nuggets here that we can use, some wisdom that we can glean from this in order to guide our lives. Um, and so I'm going to share that story with you today and then just try to expound on it just a little bit, um, of course, with the help of the Holy Spirit. But I think it's always important for us to walk away um, from the service, just having a nugget, something that we can actually put into practice. And the more I study, the more more I pray, the more I grow in my Christian walk. I'm always wondering about the practicality of what it is that we're learning. It's one thing for me to tell you, like, this is what the word says, but if you can't figure out how to apply it to your life, you're not going to be able to achieve the victory that, that God would have for you to achieve. And so um, so I pray that today the Lord will, will give it to me in a way that you can at least take something and say, okay, I got this. I'm, I'm going to do my best to try to apply this. But first, I'll tell you just a, a little summary of, of the story. Um, and, I, and I think the power in all of this was the fact that Pat Robertson started off by saying how it's not necessarily about you being, you know, in prayer at all times. And then that, that way, the whole, and then the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you that in your everyday life, with whatever you're doing, if you are yielded, if you are open, let's, let's use words, you know, yielding, you might be like, what's that? If you are open to the Holy Spirit speaking to you, then no matter what you're doing, he will speak clearly to you and give you the, the direction that you need. And in this case, um, Pat Robertson had been leading a tier, a tour group um, in, to Israel. And um, he was sitting down after, I guess, a long day or something. Um, and he was having dinner. And in the midst of his dinner, a woman or a group of women came, came to him and said, hey, somebody in our group is, we believe, possessed of, of the devil in some way. And hey, you need to go get a few men and go and cast out, cast out the demon because whatever's going on is, is a demon. And so what was happening is the woman that they, they put out into another hotel room, uh, she was waking up in the middle of the night, pretty much screaming and saying that she was dying. And it happened enough to where the other women in the group, they're like, what's going on? She seems pretty healthy. It doesn't seem like anything's wrong. So why in the world is she getting up screaming? We can't figure it out. So it must be a demon. And since it's bothering us, we're going to put her in another hotel room and go get somebody who can take care of it. And I was laughing because, you know, Pat Robinson, he was saying that he was eating his dinner. He's like, this may sound like mean, or um, it may sound like uh, cold and I didn't care. But I didn't want to finish eat. I didn't want to stop eating my dinner. I was hungry. And so he said, I finished my dinner. And it, and it actually makes me think about Jesus. You know, when they, when they came to Jesus, you know, I think it was actually with, with Lazarus, when he died, they wanted Jesus to like come immediately. Jesus just had to, he was like, oh, okay. And then he finished doing what he was doing. And he's like, all right, let's go. And then the miracle happened after that. And so I felt like Pat Robertson, he was giving us a lesson even in that to say, you know, it's not always an emergency. You know, if 
you are being led by the Holy Spirit. You do what he says do in the way that he says do it. And it's going to work out. And so for him, he said, I finished my dinner. And then I went and got my wife. And I went over to the hotel room where the woman was. And we went to find out what happened. And so when they went to see the woman, the first thing they learned is that um, she was having panic attacks. Um, and she didn't really know what was going on. But she was waking up. And it was like she was choking and couldn't breathe and everything. So of course, she she thought she was done. And if anybody has ever had a panic attack, um, you know, that is a horrible feeling. I remember I I used to have them off and on myself. And yeah, you do feel like you're dying, can't quite catch your breath. And, you know, sometimes it'll wake you up out of your sleep. And this is not a good feeling. And so as he was, you know, listening to the woman's story, you know, he, the Holy Spirit prompted him with a question that he didn't want to ask, because it just seemed like it was a little too intimate to ask the question. So he tried to get around it. And he said, so do you have anything going on in your marriage? And how's your marriage going? And she was like, no, my marriage is good. Everything's fine. And then the Holy Spirit was prompting him to ask her a more detailed question. And she, he did not want to do it, but finally he just said, and how's your sex life? And, and he, I know he didn't want to do it. Not many of us want to bring that kind of stuff up, but uh, he, he did it because that's what the Holy Spirit prompted him to say. And in asking that question, she brought out that there was something going on between her and her husband where, you know, the intimate aspects of their marriage was not really happening. And she felt guilty. It wasn't anybody doing anything wrong. You know, first thing your mind is like, oh, somebody was, you know, having an affair or something like that. It was nothing like that. It was just whatever was going on in the life of, of you know, her husband, they, they couldn't have their normal marital relations and it had been some time. And so she had thought it was her fault and all the guilt was inside of her and, and it was keeping her, um, it was causing a physical manifestation of something that was going on inside of her emotionally, pretty much. And so what the, what he did was minister to her and tell her, listen, this is not your fault. You need to forgive, forgive yourself, you know, go and this is probably what's going on with your husband. When you get back home, go take him to the doctor and, you know, get everything kind of worked out. And so, you know, the story ended up being that they didn't need a, an exorcism or anything. You know, you didn't need to have a deliverance session. You just needed to listen to the Holy Spirit and see what was really going on at the heart of the woman. And that's what he did. And so it was interesting, you know, because, you know, what he realized from, from being in that situation was that not everything is like a demonic situation at play, you know? And, and he said, had he not really, well, what I took from this is that had he not listened to the Holy Spirit and, and followed the prompting and asked the question that the Holy Spirit was really putting on his heart to ask, you know, one, that woman wouldn't have been delivered, but if he had to just jump to conclusions like her friends did, I mean, assuming they may not have been friends, but the other people in her tour group had, had they just, she just jumped to conclusions and said, oh, this is a demonic thing, he would have brought in all these men to go and have a deliverance session, and it probably would have traumatized the woman, you know, and so he, what he realized is that you have to listen to the Holy Spirit, because you don't really know what's at the heart of a situation, and the Holy Spirit in every case knows what is really at the root of a particular type of manifestation, and he can speak directly to whatever that situation is, bring deliverance, so that that way that person can move on and live, the, you know, live life victoriously, you know, and so, but I thought it was very very interesting.
interesting that his conclusion was that he done what those other women suggested and just barreled in there with all these people like we're going to come deliver you you know this woman potentially could have been scarred for life from from that experience and we and many of us have seen deliberate sessions and those things are not those sessions are not easy you know you got all kinds of stuff going on and and if it's not done you know at the leading of the holy spirit you really can do more harm than good and so as i ponder you know um this story, it made me think of just how important it is to know and to understand the root of a situation. And so that's where after that Hebrews 4 and 12 came to mind. And so if you go to that again, page 1485 in the voice, um, Hebrews 4 and 12, it says, the word of God you see is alive and moving, sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and will of the heart. I was going to read verse 13, but I'm going to leave 13 out. You can read it. If you like me, you ask kind of wander to the next scripture anyway. Um, but in the Amplified Classic Version, what it says is, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, meaning the soul and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. And sometimes when we read the scripture, we're, we're thinking about um, like sin and you know that separation there. But when I was reading in a couple of different translations, what I kept thinking about was the beginning of that for the word of God. And then when you read it in certain translations like the Amplified it says, for the word that God speaks, and when you think about the word that God speaks and you think about the situation with Pat Robertson's, what it's saying is that when the Lord is speaking, when the Holy Spirit is speaking into a situation, that is the word of God. We know that. And that word of God has the ability, you know, to go in and really understand, or, or rather when you are, when you realize that the word of God and the spirit in a way are synonymous, when the spirit is speaking to you a word, he is giving you insight into the very depths of that situation because only he, only the Holy Spirit can understand and know the depth of the situation. And so when I thought about that, it's like sometimes when we, we think about that scripture, we think about just the fact that, oh, when I read the Bible, and that's not necessarily all that it's saying. It's yes, when you read the Bible and that word gets into your heart, it actually shows the, the truth of a situation. But it's also saying that when you allow the spirit to speak to you in a particular situation, he is coming from a place where he knows the depths of the heart of the person that you're speaking to and can therefore give you a tailored solution to really meet the need of the person. When we, I wanted to connect this kind of to our daily life. So every day we encounter people in our family, in our church, in our community that have deep underlying issues. And since Deanna was kind of touching on this, I had to go back into my notes and say, 
did she read my notes today? What was she saying? But it's always, it always makes me smile away when we when we testify or when we speak and we do certain things in the service. It all kind of comes together. And, and you're like, oh, the Lord really is moving here and bringing us all on one accord. But, you know, when you, you know, when you are speaking or interacting with somebody in any one of those spaces, you know, you never realize that people, you know, have deep underlying issues that you may or may not know about or even understand. I think that there it goes a, an even deeper level where there are times where we don't even understand for ourselves what is really going on. And that person may not really understand that there's something that happened in their life that would cause a manifestation of something that's not good. And they and they're walking around and you're just, you know, all of us sometimes we judge, we, we jump to conclusions first, you know, we judge and we want to look at a situation and say, oh, well, they did this and they did that and they must know. Not realizing that there are things that happen in our life that where we don't even realize that it has affected us so deeply that over time something else is manifesting and we don't know what the root of it is you know and so I think it's so important you know for us to recognize like what is really at the heart of a situation you know we there you know when it comes to things that happen in our life it can manifest in a physical way it can manifest in an emotional way it can manifest in a mental way. And in some cases, though, it can, it can manifest, of course, spiritually, because everything is spiritual, at, you know, at the root. But the thing is that, and it's not always demonic, you know, sometimes if we don't understand something, the first thing we jump to is like, oh, well, this is evil. This is because of sin. You know, if you think about even the, the one um, situation where Jesus healed that one man and they said, well, who sinned? You know, who's, whose fault was this? And Jesus said, it wasn't anybody. Some these things just are. Sometimes it just happens this way, you know. And so I think it's just so important that, you know, for us to be careful, for us to be discerning, for us to be led by the Holy Spirit so that we don't, you know, um, fall into judgment. Because if we fall into judgment and we just look at the surface of a situation, whatever we say could actually end up doing more harm than good. We could end up applying the wrong solution to a particular situation. So the situation could be mental, it could be emotional, it could be something where it is just the need, for example, for a counselor. But instead, we go and tell somebody to go and you know pray for 24 hours a day, and then they'll be set free and everything. And that's not always the the case. You know, some things you know are not only prayer, but there's some other action that we need to take. You know, there's some other, maybe a professional, maybe in some cases there is a medicine you need to take. You know, it, it could be any number of things. We shouldn't try to think that when it comes to Christianity, that things are one size fits all. Everybody fits into this one box because guess what? We are all different. You know, every person, it, it amazes me. I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was seeing all these people on something maybe that I was watching. And all I could think was, man, it is so many people in this world. We have billions of people in this world and every last person is different. Like even if you have twins, each twin, they're not the same person. And so you, when I thought about that, I was like, but yet and still, we try to put everybody into this one box and say, well, if you do this exactly like this, that you're going to get the same result, but you won't. You know, even as I thought about it, I was thinking about how um, 
you know, Christ ministered to everybody. He ministered to them in love and compassion, and he met them exactly where they were. He didn't start off by judging them. He didn't start off, well, you can't come to me because you got these problems or you got those problems. He didn't do that. He was always moving in the spirit so he could know what the right, you know, uh, solution was, give the person the right guidance, you know, um, and then if he, when he did that, then every person was healed, you know, um, um, and that's where Matthew 4, you know, 23, 24 comes in, into play. So if you jump to that in the um, voice version, that's page 1155. So Matthew 4, 23 and 24. And it says, and so Jesus went through Galilee. He taught in the synagogues. He preached the good news of the kingdom and he healed people, ridding their bodies of sickness and disease. Word spread all over Syria as more and more sick people came to him. The innumerable ill who came before him had all sorts of diseases. They were in crippling pain. They were possessed by demons. They had seizures. They were paralyzed. But Jesus healed them all. And in the message version that says... From there, he went all over Galilee. He used synagogues for meeting places and taught people the truth of God. God's kingdom was his theme, that beginning right now, they were under God's government, a good government. He also healed people of their diseases and of their bad effects of their bad lives. Word got around the entire Roman province of Syria. People brought anybody with a sickness, whether mental, emotional, or physical, Jesus, Jesus healed them one and all. More and more people came, the momentum gathering. Besides those from Galilee, crowds came from the 10 towns across the lake, others up from Jerusalem and Judea, still others from across the Jordan. But the key from all of that is that every last one of them were healed. And they all came to him with all different kinds of sicknesses, you know, and diseases and illnesses. And what I like about the message version is that it brought out that sickness into where it's not just physical, emotional, you know, it, uh, or mental whatever that sickness was, Jesus healed. And when I thought about the healings of Jesus, like even if you just go through your mind on the ones that you are aware of, what you realize is that Jesus didn't heal every person the same. He didn't give everybody the same exact solution. In some cases, you know, like when he was raising people from the dead, he would kind of kick folks out and be like, hey, nope, you're not the right people in the room. You get out. Or when the, when the one person was blind, what did he do? He spit, you know, into the dirt and then put the mud on their eyes. You know, he could have just touched everybody. He could have just been like, okay, you're healed you're healed, you're healed. But he always gave people, he's like, oh, for one person, go get in the water, go dip yourself in the water and then come out. Other people, he's like, just go walk in the other direction. And those were, I think those were the lepers. And as they walked, they looked down and they realized they were healed. You know, so every person, he did something a little different. And I think that was because he had the spirit, you know, to really lead him and guide him and tell him like, for this person, where they are in their faith and their belief, they need to do this. With this person, think about, you know, the difference between something that was more physical in terms of a healer and something that just happened kind of undercover. For example, the woman with the issue of blood for her, Nobody even knew what was going on. She just had the faith in her heart that all she needed to do was go touch and healing came. But then for somebody else, he had to lay hands on. He had to speak a direct word to any kind of thing. But whatever he was doing, however he was ministering, he ministered right where that person was and deliverance took place as a result.
it makes us have to remember that everybody's situation is different. And the only way to know the right solution is to intimately know the needs and the innermost parts of the person being ministered to. The only way to know the depths of a person is to be intimately connected to the spirit who knows the thoughts and the intents of every heart, as we learned in Hebrews, you know, chapter four and verse 12, you know, and I love it in the Amplified and the Classic Version, because what it says is that the Holy Spirit or the word of God, you know, as brought forth through the Holy Spirit, it says he knows the deepest parts of our nature and he can expose and sift and analyze and judge the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. It doesn't mean that God is going to like all the time, you know, the spirit is going to give you a word to where you're kind of like telling somebody exactly what's going on in their life. Really all it is is that when we're listening and when we're open, he'll give us just the right statement to say. Some people will turn off if you don't say the right words. And and what happens, and even Pat Robertson in his book, what he kept talking about was like in another situation, I think he was um, speaking to a, a high-level official from China. And while he was in the conversation, he said he just sat and he was being receptive to the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit would give him exactly what words to say in that situation so that doors could be opened, so the gospel could be spread all the more. And that's what this is all about. It really is all about doing what is needed so that that way the Holy Spirit can get into the life of a person and move and then they bring deliverance, bring the kingdom into the earth, into that situation, um, into the life of that person. And when it when we say when God says I'll make you fishers of men, that's what He says. He's like I'll use you just how you are. You know I'll use you in your everyday life if you're willing to open up yourself to me. Um, I'll speak through your mouth. You know I'll think through your thoughts so that that way whatever you're doing is going to be something that brings glory and honor to Him. So that all men can be drawn. It's not that everybody's going to get saved in that particular moment, but it brings them one step closer to the revelation of the truth and the love and the peace and the compassion and the wonderfulness that is God, you know? And so um, that, that's my takeaway for today. You know, just those, those two things, really the main thing is just that it's important for us to get at the root, you know? And the only way we're going to get at the root of a situation is to allow the Holy Spirit to bring us wisdom, um, to bring us illumination. I think that's really the good word is, is to bring us revelation so that that way when we're speaking, we're not speaking of ourselves, but we're speaking of the power of God. And so that's all I have for today. And with that, if you bow your heads for a moment, we'll just pray. Father God, we just thank you for just your word for helping us to see how important it is for us to open ourselves up to you so that way your spirit can speak through us and therefore reach every person that we come in contact with. God, we don't always know what somebody needs, but you know. We know that we have your spirit who will guide us into all truth, which who will give us wisdom for all things, and that means even ministering to the lives of the people that are that come into our lives. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just let your spirit just reign freely in us and through us and, 
and really rise up in us and come out of us so that that way we can see change in the world around us. Um, so that way, when we're talking to somebody, um, we can get to the root of the problem so that that way they can have breakthrough and deliverance. God, we just want to see chains broken. We want to see people set free and delivered and, and live in the abundant life that um, Jesus Christ died to give each and every one of us. So Lord, I just thank you and I give you praise and glory and honor that we will take this word and we will actually do it. Not just be hearers, but be doers of this word. In Jesus' name, amen.